These are the sounds of the Kingsrear Castle, the UK's oldest coal-fired paddle steamer pulling away from the quayside at Dartmouth with a boatload of excited passengers eagerly anticipating a wonderful cruise on the river. It's how we planned to start the programme, but sometimes things change. I'm Tim Dunn, historian and enthusiast of all things transport. In this series, I'm exploring our attachment to the sea through the stories of some of our best-loved ships and how they've managed to survive in Britain today. So I'm standing on the slipway now at the old mill boatyard in Dartmouth, and it's here that for the last few months, the paddle steamer Kingswear Castle has been undergoing a major rebuild ahead of its centenary in 2024. I'm here with John McGoran and Paul Merrington. Paul is Director of Engineering for the Dartmouth Steam Railway and Riverboat Company. And my goodness, what a job that is, because he's in charge of all the work on ships and trains. Now, that synergy is really important. John is chair of the Kingswear Castle Trust that owns the ship and he's been a key figure in this whole story since the mid-80s. He was the ship's captain and general manager for some 30 years. Now Paul, it's the summer season, so why on earth is this paddle steamer still here and not out there on the water? Well, it's been undergoing a major overhaul. Um, we've completely stripped the vessel down and we're checking everything and rebuilding when necessary. Originally, uh, we've planned to carry the work out over three phases, taking her in and out of service each summer so we could still trade with her. But it's such a huge job taking her apart and reassembling her. We decided this year we were going to crack on, have her on slip over the summer and get as much of the work done as possible before she goes back in service next year. We can't take you out on the water today but we can show you something that very few people see. And that is how the ship is actually put together and the skills needed to maintain it. Uh, just to paint a picture of where we are right now, we're standing on the Kingswear Castle on the slipway and the whole thing is inside a giant steel shed and we're surrounded by scaffolding and it's been stripped back to just a skeleton. Most of the main deck has been removed and the engine is in the process of being stripped down. So what's actually going on here? Because there's chaps down here, one with a welding machine, some have got hammers over here. What, what's actually happening? Uh, well, at present, Tim, what we're doing is we're putting a new centre line into the vessel. It's called a keelson, and it's the backbone of the vessel. When Kingswear Castle was built, she was built very lightly, and there wasn't much strength uh, in the bottom of her. And as part of our refit and rebuild, to make sure she can go on for the next 100 years, we are strengthening her up tremendously. Well, John, what's it like to see your ship undergoing such a major rebuild? 
Well, it's very satisfying. It's a great pleasure to see all this work going on. I mean, over the years we've done a great deal in terms of decks and plating, etc., but nothing lasts forever. And KC now is 98 years old. I mean, ships are built for a lifetime of about 25 years or thereabouts, and then they'll be scrapped. So to get to nearly 100 is good going. But um, now it's the time for major work, and that's why Paul and his team have pulled the ship apart, and it's a real pleasure seeing it being rebuilt so expertly. It's clearly a really major project, but how much is this likely to actually cost? Around a million pounds, and that's without uh, much of the cost of the labour, which the Dark Company are very kindly donating. Paul's got a full-time team working here, including some uh, outside welders, etc., who come in. So far, we've raised about half the money we need, which is great, but uh, we still need to raise the rest, so um, we're handing out the begging bowl to the other (laughs) half million, please. One of the good things about Kingsway Castle is that really she earns a living. She requires no operating subsidy. The income that she takes always exceeds her expenditure. But that doesn't put enough in the hat for this sort of major rebuild. Now, John, I know the ship is ultimately owned by the Paddle Steamer Preservation Society, the same organisation that owns the Waverley. But are there other preservation or heritage models that we can actually learn from? Well, I think one of the best examples is Switzerland. They have 18 operating paddle steamers on seven lakes there, despite the fact they're a landlocked country. And we as a maritime nation, we have only two. And I think the Swiss celebrate the paddle steamers as treasured parts of their national heritage, their patrimony. Um, And the ships are seen as key elements of the lake's experience. Most of them built during the Belle Epoque in the run-up to the First World War, which was a sort of golden age of paddle steamers. As you might expect, uh, the Swiss have a very well-organised system. They run the ships very well and have regular rebuilds. All the Swiss paddle steamers have been rebuilt over the years multiple times, and they spend three years completely rebuilding each ship. Well, for a transport historian and engineering enthusiast like me, it's great to watch craftspeople at work. It's also great to see the young apprentices you have here, Paul. Yes, and we're really proud of our connection with South Devon College and the opportunities we can give local youngsters interested in engineering, both on the railway and on the ship side of things. Well, I have to say, I could stand here all day watching work like this, but I am joined now by marketing manager Sarah Dane, who can tell us a bit more about the history. Well, the Kingsway Castle is quite unique. Uh, she's the only coal-fired paddle steamer still operating in the UK. She was built by Philip and Son for the River Dart Steamboat Company to run between Kingsway, Dartmouth and Totnes. And she cost just over £10,000 and first entered service in 1924. Um, her engines actually are even older um, as they came from an earlier ship of the same name dating back to 1904. So in 1965, after 40 years, she was finally withdrawn and the Paddle Steamer Preservation Society stepped in and bought her in the spring of 1967 for £600. But they didn't keep her here, did they? She ended up on the Isle of Wight and then off to the Medway. How did that all come about? Well, initially she was bought by a company, Paddle Steam Navigation Limited, on behalf of the PSPS, uh, which saved her, but they weren't sure what to do with her at the time. So initially they chartered her out to a company developing a marina complex on the Isle of Wight. And they were the same people that bought another old paddle seam in the Medway Queen and they'd started running her as an attraction, a club and a restaurant. The Isle of Wight and the Solent had quite a tradition of excursion steamers uh, back in the day. So you can see why the marina owners might want to build on the nostalgia for these ships. That venture proved so successful that uh, the owner went on to bring another paddle seam of the ride. 
Now, I think I'm right in saying, though, the story of the ride has a rather less than happy ending when compared to Medway Queen and Kingswear Castle. Yes, that's right. The, the ride was run as a hotel for a while, but eventually closed and uh, was abandoned. Gradually it rusted away in the mud, and sadly there's not much, uh, if anything, uh, really left of her now. And Kingsborough Castle might have gone the same way. Uh, it was all a bit touch and go. But in June 1971, she was moved to the Medway by a branch of the Preservation Society. And uh, then there wasn't much in the way of funds to help her as the society went on to take ownership of the much bigger Waverley, the last seagoing paddle steamer in the world. And that ship inevitably became uh, the, the main uh, focus. And so it's the immense credit of a small, dedicated group of volunteers without much cash that Kingsborough Castle was saved uh, and restored. It took about 10 years to get her into a state where she could run, and in 1984 she finally sailed on a test run with just a few passengers aboard. It was a small step but a major achievement, and the following year Kingsway Castle came back into full commercial operation with a capacity of 250 passengers. So it's 1985, John, that you enter the story, isn't it? Because you were appointed captain and general manager. I mean, what a job title. Captain and general manager of a paddle steamer. And you put it back on the map after all those years of uncertainty. And you sailed her up the Medway successfully for many years after that. What were the highlights of your time doing it? Well, I think for me, the most important thing was to be able to show that it was possible to run a paddle seamer service and do that with an income that exceeded the expenditure, uh, that she didn't need an operating subsidy. And we ran a lot of mainly short trips, hour, hour and a half, two and a half hour cruises, as well as some uh, longer cruises uh, down the Medway and over to Southend for other market segments. But she fitted in very much as a tourist attraction where people who might visit Hever Castle one weekend might go on Kingsway Castle the next. Another important thing was that we kept the running costs down. That's tremendously important. KC has a relatively low fuel consumption and a crew of just four, which makes her much more affordable to run. But was it always the intention to bring Kingsweir Castle back home to the dart? Because it really does look like it belongs here. Yes, it does, and I think it probably always was our intention, uh, even in 1967 when she was bought. But I don't think anyone knew how to make it work practically or, or financially. And that is when what's known now as the Dartmouth Steam Railway came in. Sereny, can you tell us about that? So it might be useful to give you some background. Uh, the 60s and early 70s saw massive changes on the railways with line closures and the withdrawal of steam. Um, and somewhat unexpectedly, uh, heritage railways sprang up. As people like my grandfather, Bob Saunders, appreciated what otherwise might be lost. Um, so it was quite a challenge in the early days. Um, so when the Kingsway Castle was withdrawn from the dart, uh, they were focused on the railway. Um, and as the years passed and the future of the paint into Kingsway line became more secure, um, the operation of boat services as an add-on to our train trips became possible. Um, and I think it was the great railway enthusiast Sir William McAlpine who played a key part in bringing Kingsway Castle home. Uh, he was the chairman at the time and a great supporter of getting her back on the dart. Now, it doesn't surprise me that because it was my dad that actually sold the railway from British Rail to your grandfather and Sir William McAlpine. And of course, William McAlpine saved the Flying Scotsman too. So is that synergy between Heritage Railway and ship important? Paul? It is, yes, because in an operation like this, there's a neat intersection of necessary skills. 
We have people that can run ships and people that know about steam. It's also great to see a new generation step forward to crew Kingsway Castle. I'm long retired now from operating the ship, but I think all Kingsway Castle's crew now are under 40, so that, that's really good. All younger than me then, so talking future generations, does the romance of steam really hold up when you're worried about climate change, though? Well, that's a good question, uh, but I think the answer is it does. We must also think, I suppose, that actually heritage attractions like steam trains and paddle steamers and, and road engines use up a tiny, tiny percentage of the daily percentage of coal used for things like steel or concrete manufacture. A ship like Kingsway Castle doesn't use very much coal. It's very sparingly used, and coal is a gentle fuel. The whole process of bringing the fire up to temperature is very slow, and this helps to extend the life of the boiler significantly, which, uh, again, is better for the environment. In terms of sourcing coal, yes, that is an issue, but there are also trials of alternative fuels which we're thinking about. It's so wonderful to see the Kingsway Castle being prepared for centenary. Can you tell me a bit more about the plans you've got? Well, I'm not sure that there's much we can reveal about the centenary at the moment, uh, but I'm always impressed by what Serenia and her team do here in marketing the train and the ships uh, to a family audience. Well, the ship is an integral part of the experience that our visitors enjoy. We'd like to think that the moment people step aboard the train or ship, they can just kick back, relax and enjoy a unique, nostalgic trip in these stunning surroundings. Well, all of you, it's been so wonderful to see the Kingsbury Castle back home where she belongs. And whatever you do, I know it will be unmissable. So thank you to Paul, John and Serenity. It's been utterly brilliant to see how everything works together here. It's the perfect example, perhaps, of, of how steamers and railways developed in tandem are still creating coastal entertainment that we can all enjoy today. Well, I mightn't have had a sail on Kingsweir Castle. I'm now off for a trip on the steam train. What could be more perfect? combining my two major passions in one day. Bye for now. Join me next time when I'm in Bristol to discover the story of Britain's most well-travelled excursion cruiser ever. It's the MV Balmoral. Stormy Weather is a Bell Media production, supported by the Audio Content Fund.